Hello beautiful people, Jessica DePazzi here. I wanted to send you guys this bonus episode that I recorded for the Robust Human Summit that I did for the Special Forces Experience a couple weeks ago on sunlight. I'm aware that it has nothing to do with shadow work, but I just feel like it's some good information that you might wanna know about. It's pretty short, it's only about 15 minutes long, and it's a helpful discussion on understanding the quality of the light you're consuming and how being exposed to artificial light and not getting enough sunlight may be completely ruining your life. <laughs> okay, I'm being a little overly dramatic, but I am so passionate about light quality and junk light. So I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Robust Human Summit. So far, we've covered breath, shelter, water, food, sleep, and movement. All these are hugely important aspects of both survival and becoming a more robust human, which this is all about. Um, and if we look at the more common version of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is the path we're traveling during the summit, you can see that my topic of sunlight is actually missing. This sounds reasonable since... You know, we're not plants. You would maybe assume that we don't need much sun, especially if we're supplementing with vitamin D, which many people do. Recent scientific research is showing that movement, food, quality of air and water are perhaps not the only most important factors in term determining your foundation of health and longevity. Of course, they're hugely important, but there's another factor that the vast majority of people don't consider as they strive to be that best version of themselves and that's getting really good quality light. Um, so in this video, I'm gonna be talking about how not getting enough sunlight is causing around 80% of pre preventable chronic diseases in especially North America. Um, and that includes cancer, Alzheimer's, allergies, depression, addictions, and maybe even ADHD. How artificial lighting in your home and your work environment and even in your car might be toxic. And then I'm gonna close the loop here with some tips on optimizing your sun exposure and light consumption to make a more robust human environment and hopefully to prevent or even help cure some of these ailments that I just mentioned. So before we get into that, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about myself and I'll keep it really brief. I'm Jessica DePazzi and I'm a shadow work expert and the co-founder of the Special Forces Experience. I tend to focus my passions on post-traumatic growth and some of the more dark and shadowy aspects of being human. And in that space, I don't often get a chance to talk naturally about one of my other passions, which is light literally light, like not the opposite of shadow work, but the thing that's bright and allows you to see in the dark. <laughs> so I gained this interest in light in college when I realized I was having something called ocular migraines, which for me isn't a headache. It shows up more like this dizzy kind of neurological cluster fudge of confusion when lighting is in certain ways. My dad has this issue too, my aunt has this issue, and I don't know or think it's genetic, it's just something that we all have experienced and talked to one another about. Maybe you've even experienced it as well. Anyway, I would get these bouts of confusion and tunnel vision um, when artificial light from above was really strong or I would be looking at a piece of paper, like a really bright piece of paper in the sunlight. Um, or uh, I discovered this back when I was a server at a restaurant when people would be sitting in front of a window so they'd be lit from the back and I'd be looking at them, they'd be really dark. It would trigger these ocular migraines and I'd go into a headspace, headspin. Um, so, in, because I was so sensitive to my light environment, I just started looking into what the best lighting situation would be. And I first started looking at light bulbs. Without doing any research, 
I, I knew, and I think you might know as well, that fluorescent lights just don't feel good. They're really hard on your eyes. Um, you know, you, it's not typical that you feel really great in an office with fluorescent lighting or in one of these big box stores like a Walmart when you walk in, she's like, ah, or an Ikea. Um, and I just knew, on another hand, that looking at LED light bulbs, those new Christmas lights that had come out maybe 10 years ago, just didn't look great. They were brighter, they're more energy efficient, but they just didn't have that, that good feel to them. And so that's how I started down this path of optimizing my light environment, was looking at those aspects and just figuring out why does why do those things feel different. So I'm just gonna share with you what I know about this topic and you can of course decide if you'd like to make any changes to your home and the amount of time that you spend outdoors after you hear this. So let's start with artificial lighting. Our human cells are optimized to work with sunlight. It's as simple as that. So any light frequency that's outside of the sunlight spectrum here on earth, which is 250 to about 80 is problematic for us. Human beings being the innovative and curious people that we are, we figured out how to use radio frequencies and microwaves and electromagnetic frequencies, which do exist on the spectrum here on Earth, but our biology, it just isn't optimized for it. And so we've built our lives around these other parts of the spectrum outside of the sun and being around it all day, every day, we're starting to build toxicity in our body called heteroplasmy. This is a dif dysfunction of mitochondria. And for those of you like myself who needed a refresher on what the mitochondria does, um, you might remember that it's the powerhouse in your bio 101 class. It's the powerhouse of your of your cells. Um, we have two genomes in our cells, in our bodies. Uh, one is nuclear, which all of our genes that have all of our genes, and one is the mitochondria, which we only inherit from our moms. Um, it's a part of our cells that breaks down nutrients and creates energy-packed mo uh, molecules for our cell. So everything that powers the cell comes from the mitochondria. So harming your mitochondria, essentially getting a mitochondrial disease is very bad. Research is now showing that only about 10 to 20% of human diseases that we know about today are genetic, which means 80% of human diseases that we know about today are based on this heteroplasmic rate. And um, that's why a lot of disease research today is actually shifting focus from looking at genes to mitochondria. So maybe if you're in college now, you'll remember more than I did about like the powerhouse mitochondria. Maybe you guys are focusing more on this now than, than I was. But they're finding that mitochondrial diseases include cancer, like I'd mentioned before, allergies, um, Alzheimer's, Lou Gehrig's, muscular dystrophy, and a whole bunch of other things. So if someone you know, or even yourself is struggling with these things, or obviously we all wanna prevent these things from happening, then light environment is something that you're gonna to wanna to look at. Some, researcher, some researchers are also saying that ADHD may be in connection to low or distorted light exposure and um, depression and bipolar disease as well. So I'm obviously not saying we need to throw away all of our screens and all of our light bulbs. Obviously, I'm a big fan of technology. We're using it right now. Um, but you do need to supplement our modern technology consumption with real sunlight uh, because, as we can see now, modern tech, which is great in a lot of ways, but it's really kind of destroying us. So let's talk about blue light. You've probably heard about it being bad here and there. Um, what they're really talking about is this narrow spectrum of non-native blue light being bad. There's blue light and sunlight and it's not bad, but it's because it's always balanced with red among other colors, but red specifically because it runs all of the regeneration programs in our bodies. We were never supposed to see blue by itself like we do when we're looking at a computer or a TV screen or under artificial lights. 
anytime uh, you have blue, you should have red with it because chronic blue light on its own destroys your melatonin. And that's what helps you sleep. And if we don't sleep, we can't regenerate. So screens, artificial lights, overexposure to this narrow spectrum of blue light is also associated with a significant reduction in the number of dopamine neurons or receptors that you have. So um, if you're not exposing yourself to blue light in the full spectrum of sunlight, then your dopamine suffers. So when you're in sunlight, this is really interesting, you get beta endorphins, which is a natural, non-addictive opioid, okay? So if you're not getting enough of this naturally, it's almost like we're designed to be addicted to the sun. If you're not getting this naturally, you go seek out things that raise your dopamine levels in other ways. And that's just kind of the nature of addiction. So when you have a low dopamine state, you can become more addicted to food, booze, sex, drugs, weed, porn, all kinds of things. Get addicted to the TV screen, you know? You're basically self-medicating for what may be just overexposure to screens or just not getting enough sunlight. And to think that the solution is to get more sun sounds maybe overly simple, but if you look at the science of it, it's actually incredibly complex and not something that I'm going to dive into because I am not a researcher, but I will uh, add some links to Jack Cruz and John Ott, which you should definitely check out if you want to learn more about this topic. They dive into the studies and all of that. So what I want to focus on for the rest of this video is some things that you can do to optimize your light environment. The first thing is um, sunlight. It stimulates that part of your brain that regenerates your circadian rhythms. So increasing your exposure to the sun and not through a window and not wearing sunglasses, which I'll touch on in a little bit, um, it helps synchronize your master clock and it, that helps boost your mood and alertness and your ability to sleep at night and allegedly also helps you lose weight, which I do buy into, but just allegedly I have to throw that in there. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> one of the things that you can do is go into the sun naked if possible. So I mean, we don't have any fences here, so I'm not going to do that. But if I did, I would definitely do that, especially in the morning. So when the sun first rises or um, during the last hour of the day uh, during sunset, that's because you can soak up all of the potent UVA that your body is really craving. And then for those of you who are sun adverse and wear lots of sunscreen and get sunburned really easily, you do have to start building up your solar callus. And that doesn't mean going out in a midday sun for five minutes a day like we were previously taught. It's to get that UVA in the morning or late in the, right around sunset in increasing increments. So yeah, getting out there in the su in sunrise and sunset. I'd also like to touch on winter for my friends in the north. So I'm in Canada right now and Canadian winters are beautiful and they're long and they're cold and they're dark. So we don't have a lot of sun here during those months, especially not naked sun. It's just not happening. I mean, I do know Canadians who do that and it's amazing, but like I'm out here in March and I'm wearing a jacket, so that's not going to be me. Um, you can supplement with chaga mushrooms and I found one the other day in my backyard. I actually should have brought it for this video, but they grow right on birch trees. They look like this big kind of growth thing um, that's bursting out of the tree and it's brown. It doesn't look like a mushroom, but if you Google it, you'll see what it looks like. And, um, you can boil it and make a tea out of it and they're found so many places in Canada they're, they're really easy to forage. It's very high in melanin and increases your absorption of the vitamin D that you are getting from the sun. <coughs> Excuse me. And it helps you um, sleep and that means regenerate. And the reason why you want to um, get this locally is because you want to make sure that your chaga 
is uh, giving you the perfect amount of melanin necessary. So you want to find chaga that's on your latitude. Um, it'll give you the perfect amount necessary. Nature is just so amazing like that. But also remember supplementing is meant to supplement the primary, which is getting actual sunlight exposure. Okay, I also wanted to touch on sunglasses, glasses, contacts, and windows. Even though you might be indoors in your car and think you get plenty of sun, it's not the same as being outside. Glass and like your glasses, glass windows, contact lenses, they distort the light spectrum and it usually filters out a lot of the red and infrared, which you now know are regenerative. So if you're inside or in the car, all you need to do is just open the window and you won't have to worry about that. And then if you wear glasses or contacts during those early morning and sunset times, take them out, remove them so you can soak up all that natural goodness and maybe even consider getting LASIK if that's an option for you. And for polarized sunglasses in particular, it's not recommended to wear them every time you go in outside. In fact, I never wear them. UV light, which those glasses are protecting you from, um, UV light builds mel melatonin and dopamine levels in your retinas, which create the proper shape of your eye and then make that key chemical that controls your, um, your photoreceptor generation to run your, your internal clock perfectly. So if you're worried about eye health, avoiding sunglasses actually might be a, way, a good way to go. Um, and research is actually showing that abnormal light exposure seems more likely to cause cataracts than, than anything else. I do think that you should wear sunglasses when it's really bright out and you'll burn your eyeballs out of your head, but just also consider that that's okay because before our modern lifestyle at those times at high noon um, or a little afterward where it's really bright and really hot, we'd be taking a siesta or hanging out in our shelter during those super hot times of day and probably not being out there. Now, artificial lighting. Um, you should avoid artificial lighting, which includes screens, after the sun goes down. So wearing 100% blue blocking glasses like these can help. Um, or you can use, well, I think you should use these and an app called Iris. It's iristech.co on your laptop, um, which changes the colors of your display to this more orangey hue. And even better during the day when you're on your laptop for long periods of time, you can wear, um, like computer glasses, it's difficult to see. Sometimes these have a tint, sometimes they don't. And uh, these can filter down the amount of blue light which are, you're taking in through your eyes. I wasn't wearing them because I'm trying to look cute on camera, but I usually do wear these when I'm looking at the computer screen. And then finally, you're gonna wanna get your light environment right in your house. So if you must use artificial light, which most of us will, um, you're definitely gonna wanna replace your energy efficient bulbs with incandescent light bulbs they do have a little bit of red in them. It's not perfect, but it's much better than the LEDs or fluorescent light bulbs, light bulbs, which omit a very narrow spectrum of blue light that can affect your sleep and your moods and all that. And in your bedrooms, I like to dedicate a lamp to having a red light bulb. So uh, I would even change all the red light bulbs in my room, but sometimes I like to use a mirror to see what I look like at night, you know, and do my makeup or something. So I have a dedicated lamp that it has a red light bulb in it. So most nights I just turn that on and it has no effect on melatonin. Uh, but then of course fire, that's the absolute best natural lighting option since it has very little blue light in it and a lot of uh, infrared, regenerative infrared. So if you can manage candles safely or lanterns safely, that's really the best way to go. Plus it just feels good and it's super romantic.
<laughs> okay. Um, I hope you enjoyed my talk on sunlight and light environments. I'll add some links, like I'd mentioned, to the sources um, of my information in the notes for you to check out. And then if you'd like to check out my shadow work podcast, I know shameless plug has no relevance to this, but I guess the opposite of light is shadow. <laughs> you can find the link in my Instagram bio, which is jessicadepotzi underscore. And we also just enrolled and opened enrollment to the um, the trials, which is open until May 14th. So if you're interested in complete self-mastery of body and mind, I know you'll really enjoy the trials course and community. And you can find that at thespecialforcesexperience.com. All right. Yeah, I guess that's it. Take care and enjoy the rest of the summit.